now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Brandy, and Chrissy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 774, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. Just text Brandy, Chrissy, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So less than two months ago, I was in um, Florida, and Hurricane Ian hit Florida, and already they had to deal with another issue this past week and that was tropical storm nicole why did i not remember her name i have no idea that's my student teacher's name and i'm sure she would love to know that she was named after a tropical storm or it was named after her i didn't even know what (laughs) but anyways um it caused disney world to have to shut down early again on wednesday and then they delayed their opening on thursday um they were just trying to of course ensure that it was safe for the guests and cast members now I don't know if you guys did, but I did see several articles about how they weren't necessarily being extra nice to the cast members because they weren't checking to make sure if they could get there that sometimes some of the storms were still hitting when they were expecting them to drive to work, which kind of does make me sad. But um, I just wanted to say that our hearts and prayers go out to the Floridians because I know that some of them haven't even started rebuilding and some of them may have started rebuilding and then got trampled again and I just feel bad about that but luckily it wasn't the intensity of Ian that's for sure yes luckily it was much quicker um and just but such a bummer that they got hit again yeah it was it was a lot of wind my sister said it was a lot a lot more wind um not so much the rain the the water damage just a lot more wind which can sometimes be even more dangerous right right absolutely well, good news, <laughs> and not talking about tropical storms, but let's talk about <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> um, last Tuesday, which was November 8th, Disney World hosted their very first of the year, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. As I shared with you last month, most of the parties are already sold out. In fact, by the time that this show right now airs, the only party that had tickets is going to be over. Something that we learned this week, though, is that some of the offerings that were originally listed as part of the Mickey's Christmas party have been removed from the website, which to me just seems a little bit fishy. So party tickets used to include things like ice cream novelties, popcorn, select beverages, and a seasonal treat for guests to enjoy while you're at the party. And now the website just says, enjoy delicious holiday cookies and a cup of hot cocoa. So while we're sure that the guests are obviously going to have a wonderful time, just kind of asking Disney to reconsider taking away those treats that guests have enjoyed at past Mickey's very merry Christmas parties. I mean, people paid a lot of money for the tickets. And if you say that you're going to have something and you're going to buy a ticket and it's supposed to be included, don't you think it should be included? I know. It's kind of crazy. One of the perks of buying that ticket to go to that party is all the extra special stuff you get 
Right. Do you think like that was just a mistake or it's actually happening? Like they just took away that extra stuff after you bought your ticket? I don't know. After we booked our Good Neighbor Resort, they took away the um, shuttle. The shuttle became a cost and they took away the shuttle from the airport to the resort. So that's why we ended up renting a car. So I think sometimes they think people don't read everything and they can just get by with that stuff. I don't know. Right. And it probably says somewhere in the fine print, you know, uh, experience subject to change or, you know, offering subject to change. Years ago, it was only cocoa and cookies. Back when I was, you know, back in the dark ages when I was a cast member, it was cocoa and cookies. But it makes me wonder because when we go in for spring break, I was looking at the after hours parties and part of the draw for at least the Pagnotti pack is that we were debating whether to go to the after hours party at the Magic Kingdom or the after hours party at the studios. And part of the draw was you get popcorn and ice cream and and sodas um, as part of that after hours ticket package. So I wonder, I haven't looked at the fine print on on those since we were discussing it a week or so ago. So I wonder if that's still available for those after hour parties in January, February and March. So I'll have to do some digging. I think it has anything to do with the um, the ever present supply chain issues. Like they don't want to list things that, you know, they don't want to tell you that it's available and then they're out or it's not there. If Disney is struggling to make popcorn, I mean, that would <laughs> totally blow my mind because that is something that is in abundance at Disney. <laughs> they can do the popcorn. True. Good point. Well, CNBC has reported that Disney's stock has reached a multi-year low at $88 a share. Although Bob Chapek's contract was renewed, we wonder if the board is sorry they gave Chapek that contract as the stocks and Disney values begin to plummet. Chapek, as Abigail Disney so eloquently put it, has lost the plot and has completely fallen out of touch with his consumers. The question on Jim Cramer's mind and every dedicated Disney fan's mind continues to be, should Disney fire Chapek? Given the most recent data, news and financial reports, signs point to yes. However, things are never that black and white in the realms of big business. So this is like the first time I've seen like an actual like monetary real thing added to why he should go. <laughs> it's always just about like, oh, I don't like him. And uh, it's not what Walt wanted. It's all very intangible things. It's the first time I've really seen like a because they've been talking about how their profits have, you know, they're, they've made back up all the shutdown and they're going strong, but them actually saying that $88 a share, low. That's really low for what it has been. I'd say buy it when it's low, but I'm not sure it's going to rise for a while. Right. You know, we considered. <laughs> and do we do we think it's the disfattis- dissatisfaction of the consumer? Is that what's making it so low? Or is it just the high interest rate and recession coming in general that all the economic people are talking Mm, I think people are probably pretty ticked that the prices have gone up so greatly. And right now we just, you know, people can't afford that. And if you keep raising those prices, prices are already steep everywhere you go. And it's just harder on a budget, like going to the grocery store. It's more difficult to go to the grocery store and to, like get that weekly budget, uh, the weekly bill and go, oh my goodness, this is how much my groceries cost. Ooh. And then to try and do Disney and have that price tag come back and that sticker shock of like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this every single 
year or twice a year or every five years. Like it's just people are kind of reconsidering maybe. So maybe he shouldn't just keep raising those prices the way he is. And give us more value for the money we're spending. Uh-huh. And stop taking away. Right, right. Exactly. That's my husband's one of those guys. It's like, just tell me what it costs. But he expects to get something. He wants the best price and he doesn't mind paying for value or for service or whatever. But Indeed. he doesn't want to pay a bunch of money and get the same service you know, you can get anywhere else. Well, and people are mad too, because like, like you said, the extras have disappeared and the price has gone up and it doesn't cost them anything extra to give everybody those three fast passes. Like they didn't cost, right. but instead now they just keep toying with us with what they can make us pay. But then they hook you in. Like when I rode Guardians of the Galaxy and I paid $14 <laughs> for that privilege, I'm like, oh my God, I will pay $14 to do that again. Right. I will not hesitate to do that. Yep. So I'm the sucker. I've got sucker across my forehead. So, you know, maybe, I don't know. That's another tangent for a whole nother day. And going to Magic Kingdom, like, well, I'm going to buy Genie Plus. like Right, In, exactly. So... It's always something. Right. I I'm I, I don't get as much value, but I'm still paying for it. <laughs> well, at this point, though, Chrissy, you've been going your whole life. Right. I mean, I don't remember the ticket books, but I mean, I did. My parents took me when there were ticket books. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've seen everything. You know, I, I remember going as a child in the 80s, and I remember the Hopper Passes being introduced in the 90s. And I, I mean, I've seen the whole... I remember when extra magic hours were introdu introduced in the 90s and the early 2000s and I, I've just seen it evolve and I see where things have been added and it's good and I've seen where things have ta been taken away and it's not so good. But it's still magical for you. It, it, it's, it's changed and change is good and there are some things that I really, really like and there are some things that I wish we could go back to. Right. But I keep going back. I know. Mm -hmm. Speaking of change, one of the original attractions at Disney's Hollywood Studios, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Since Disney's Hollywood Studios reopened in July of 2020, um, that attraction has remained closed. And do you want to know why? A rumor has leaked that the reason that the Voyage of the Little Mermaid hasn't reopened is due to a mold in infestation. It is also said that in order to get rid of that mold, the building would have to be, would need to be torn down and start over from scratch. Oh. Well, we don't know if this rumor is true. We do know that the building is connected to one of my very favorite attractions, Walt Disney Presents One Man's Dream. To rebuild that entire building, it would be very costly, and we aren't sure Disney wants to invest in rebuilding at this time. We will have to wait and see if this rumor is in true. That's your favorite attraction at Hollywood Studios? Oh, no. I mean, not like my favorite in the whole park. No, but I do love, I do okay. love taking time and looking through. Because you always see something that you didn't see the last time or you admire something that you forgot about. And I mean, I'm just such a purist when it comes to, now I've never been to Disneyland and that will hopefully change in the next two years. But I just, I'm such a history nerd when it comes to Walt and like his vision and his dream. And, and I don't know, I just love all those artifacts and 
to get in his mind and to see everything that he created and everything that he touched and everything that he just wanted the joy that he wanted to bring to the world and and that he sat on that bench watching his girls go on that carousel at merry-go-round and he's like i i want to bring families together and he he brought my family together right yeah i totally get it so i was trying to think about it what is that part because you worked there so you would know but there was a part where they had like water that trickled down. It rains on you. Yeah. I could totally see that. It literally rains on you. Right. When I when I read this, this comes as no surprise to me. It I mean, I will admit Voyage of the Little Mermaid is not something that I always went out of my way to watch. It was one of those like when we'd vacation, we'd watch it. It was kind of a we'd see it and move on. Right. Um, it wasn't a must do for us. Um, it was entertaining, but all of the water involved in that and the fact that it was from 1989. Right. It does not surprise me that there's mold because it probably hasn't been updated or maintained as well as it probably should have given all of the water features in it. So yeah, I mean, the fact that it's not open reading this makes me wonder if Really, that whole animation courtyard could probably use a whole knockdown, teardown. Well, move Launch Bay. Right. I mean, because it, it's it's kind of just pieced together. What it was in 1989 was good for 1989. Right. Because, again, the whole history of what MGM Studios was at the time was to kind of compete with Universal Studios. It's like, let's just kind of throw something together. Um, so yeah, there's your Voyage of the Little Mermaid kind of stage show. There's kind of a little meet and greet. I mean, even back in the day, there was a, um, gosh, what was it called? It was kind of an Aladdin soundstage kind of breakfast thing. Or not, well, it was a breakfast. It was like a, you could have like a buffet type thing with characters. Um, gosh, what was, regardless, it was like this huge they just kind of threw you in with like tables and a buffet and you had dinner with like the genie. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun, but it was just kind of this mishmash like and then you had your Playhouse Disney, Disney Junior, whatever they called it at the time, dance party. And that's where you met the kids or, you know, the characters. But it's just kind of a well and then the animation courtyard and you had the where you actually saw the animators and all that it was really cool yes i did i did like that and the you know i mean all that real cool working stuff but now it's just a dead area it is and the nice thing because my mind went to oh no it's going to be just like epcot where it's just this huge construction like eyesore but Epcot stuff is happening in the middle and it is extremely like in the way, but this isn't. Even my mind, I can't even wrap around what they could do with it, but there's so much that they could do with it. I know that when we had Miranda on this summer, she said something, but for the life of me, well, I know she would like that animators area to come back too, because we got, we got to see some of the Imagineers drawing scenes from Toy Story 3. And I just remember how thinking how cool that was they were working on it before it ever came out. Right. And the way that the desks were set up, the people stood up here and the and the desks were down here and we just looked on, down over them while they were working and they would wave at us. We, we saw them working on Lilo and Stitch. We saw, I mean, back in the day, we saw them working on um, Mulan, even further back, going further back. I mean, I want to say, you know, you know, the Renaissance, you know, they could do so much with that area. Right, but... 
right now they want to level out their money. Yeah, money, money. So I have a feel-good story. So let's do something where we're actually giving things away here. So a Reddit user, Adon Zamora, shared a story about his recent trip to Disneyland. He said, we went to Disneyland last month, and when we went to go park, we were handed a certificate that said, Mickey and Friends Parking Structure Guest of the Day. And the two parking tenants said, we were the parking guest of their day, and they comped the parking, which was $30. And then we got the very first spot, and located next, it was located next to the handicap spots, and it was marked with a cone, and then as soon as they told them to park there, they removed the cone so that they could park there. And they were right next to the tram, and they said, what a great way to start the day. So that's so nice. There's some happiness in the midst of some of our sadness. Something that makes such a big impact that takes takes nothing. It's kind of like that. And I don't, I don't know if they do it anymore, Chrissy. I don't know if you know they do it. When they used to pick the family that got to stay in Cinderella's castle, they just stopped oh, gosh, this yeah. random family and they got to stay in the Cinderella's castle. Yeah, they castle. don't do that anymore that I, I'm aware of. I didn't think so. If only, right? Yeah, that was part of the year of a million dreams back, gosh, probably 10 or 15 years ago. That would be awesome. Yeah. So a guest is claiming that one of the pull-down beds at Saratoga Springs collapsed and fell on top of her while she was sleeping. She was worried that it ripped open her arm. However, she was said that, well, I was pretty lucky. I only had some bad bruising. Many people, of course, told that 20-year-old that she better sue Disney. But the lawyer said that... Um, her case probably wouldn't hold up because she was on a pull-down bed and those pull-down beds are typically for children. While guests, um, while the guests swore that she wasn't aware of this law, Disney recently posted that the pull-down beds are recommended for children nine and under. Our warning to you listeners is to make sure that you read those warnings and suggestions from Disney. They are always there to make sure that you are safe. It made me wonder if she was bouncing on that bed because I don't know if any of you guys have been in those fifth sleeper rooms. I didn't see exactly the ones in Saratoga, but I'm assuming based on the pictures that they're the same as those pull-down beds, you would really have to do some heavy pulling and she wasn't a big person. So you know what I'm saying? I mean, like they make sure that thing is pretty well into the, what do you call them? The two by fours or whatever. Unless it was just loose, like maybe it had started to get loose and had something wrong with it i don't know or maybe a little boy and girl was jumping on it i don't know well, <laughs> hopefully my husband doesn't listen to this one because i told him we could put our our two and a half year old on that fifth sleeper and make our lives wonderful so if he hears about this it's not going to be good no it, it's made for that <laughs> yeah, they're, they, they're under nine and actually right. joey state when they first had those at caribbean beach joey was 12 and he slept on it but i mean it's all he did is sleep but i'm thinking maybe somebody was jumping on it or something prior to that woman sleeping on it because i don't know that's crazy though yeah that would not be fun i just can't believe she thought that she ripped her arm open (laughs) that would be very obvious like i read that to him like you thought you ripped it open you mean (laughs) like that's you can tell if you did rip your arm open (laughs) pretty quickly she's 20. You know how they have the drama. Right. Even though the Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resorts have a ton of new and exciting things to look forward to in the coming years, 
Few projects will ever receive the amount of adoration, confusion, and criticism as Disney's decision to retheme its iconic log flume ride known as Splash Mountain. It is, of course, based on the film Song of the South that cannot be found on Disney Plus and has not officially been released by Disney in many, many years. It's been extremely hard to find merchandise focused on the property and attraction because of the offensive nature of the film, as well as resellers swooping in on their chance to turn a profit. Until now, that is. At Disneyland, the Br'er Rabbit shirt has returned for guests to purchase. Even with the retheming, Splash Mountain's decades of love can't be erased from Disney fans' hearts and minds. Well, and people just like to buy up merchandise that is exclusive. Like, there's, you're not going to be able to as soon as this ride is been shut down you won't be able to buy it anymore well wasn't it something like the day after they announced the retheming people were buying like every bit of that stuff was gone in both parks like the very next day like eight hour lines and then there was a rumor brandy that they did it because they did that they were trying to sell up that merchandise and then it did so well they made some more so that they had some more to sell yeah even they even made like two different funko pops shortly after that that sold wildly well right yeah don't get me started on their merchandising problems i walked over the entire length of the main street shopping area looking for a plush buzz lightyear for my son and i never found one and they don't have one on the website either i would like someone who is listening they have a plush t-rex they have a plush lotso who wants lotso nobody (laughs) i never did understand that because he was the bad guy we want a plush Buzz Lightyear. Someone get it for me. I I will pay money. I now my, my son he has Hulk and he he loved the Spider Man. I found him. I'll give him that. He loved his Spidey. That was a cute one. And he loves the Hulk that my sister found him. And he loves his Grogu plush. We take make a decision every night if we're gonna sleep with Baby or if we're gonna sleep with Hulk or if we're gonna sleep with Spidey. But I'm telling you, we need a plush Buzz Lightyear in our lives. It's necessary because he tries to hug the plastic one and he catches his fingers in the little thingy. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Don't get me started sleep. on the merchandising issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else? Oh, I was going to say, so Vicki, I too, um, as a child, and maybe it's because I grew up in North Carolina, but I remember outside of the movie Song of the South, the book about yes. for a rabbit like that was read to us I, I was read i i was read that multiple times Me like too. at story time in the library it was i think it was even on like a record we listened to yes. because i remember it and it said dean turn the page yeah and i i'm just like that was nothing wrong with that book like the movie aside, the story about Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox and the, the Briar Patch and, and all that stuff, like, it has nothing to do with that movie. So I didn't understand why why you can't separate the two. Because I guess maybe all people can think about is the movie, not the book, not the children's book. And I think that is it. Say it isn't so. This week's story happened at Big Thunder Mountain at the Magic Kingdom in the queue. None of the guests in line seemed to know what caused this, but two males threw punches and had to be restrained by other guests until Disney Park security could come. It took about 15 minutes before security arrived, the guest said. The two fighting guests were taken away by Disney security and likely were removed from the theme park. Fighting at Disney World can lead to lifetime bans and even arrests, depending on the severity of the situation. At this time, there have been no arrest records to indicate that anyone was arrested. I know, do you guys, 
seriously, I think we talked about this another week, but the amount of fights that have happened since the pandemic is insane. I, I just don't know if maybe like, maybe it boils down to I'm spending this much money and this is my family's like magical vacation and I've just spent $187 on lunch and I've just bought a $90 spirit jersey and somebody just spilled a snow cone on it and I'm waiting in this 80, 80 minute line and somebody stepped on my toe and I've just had it. Maybe that's what it boils down to. That's a good point. I don't know. Maybe you didn't take that nap that Vicky told you you needed to take. Or a rest day. My, my sister swears. I mean, this, I, it was a shorter trip this time, but she, when we were in our training, she did the parks in the morning, took her midday rest, and then did the parks in the afternoon and evening. And she swears by that. And she, you know, we didn't travel with kids. She's like, I needed my midday nap. Well, I just think it's good for everybody. Yeah, I had a, I personally had a heck of a nap by the computer pool at Pop Century. Stephanie can attest to that. She sure did. <laughs> well, my sister was upstairs across from the computer pool at Pop Century. That was some of the best napping I've ever done. <laughs> really I came awesome. down and, and Brandy was snoring in a chair <laughs> by the pool. <laughs> I mean, I still do love our Deluxe Villa Resort. Don't get me wrong, but I will sing the praises of Pop Century. Oh, no, I love Pop Century. Oh, my gosh. That was the first one we stayed at, so I think it'll always have a special place. I will just sing its praises. Skyliner, food court, everything. I love it so much. <laughs> I had a great time there. I never stayed there before, and I, I was happy there. So great news, the holiday makeover of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind date has been announced. So all the holiday offerings will be available at Epcot starting on November 25th, the day before my 28th wedding anniversary, just in case anybody wanted to know that. And it's running through December the 30th. Coincidentally, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, a Marvel Studio special presentation, premieres on November 25th on Disney+. Plus. We're wondering if this means, um, if this is going to tie together somehow to the, the holiday events that are going to be going on. That'd be interesting to know. Yay! All I have to say is if there is a version of Cosmic Rewind with Last Christmas by Wham, I will hop on the first plane <laughs> and I will ride that. You're going to have to pay a lot of lightning lane. You might have to listen to five or six songs. Oh my gosh. I was glad because it was so intense and I'm glad I had like the slower, like chiller rock song because I was just like, I was experiencing a lot of things on that ride and I was like, it was <laughs> it was amazing, but I was just like so overwhelmed with like the sensory overload. I just, I didn't have a clue what to expect. And so I was just like, wow. I had to take my glasses off. So it was literally all a blur. <laughs> Like it was, I mean, but I felt a lot of things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was actually a little concerned that that was a ride that my contacts at might actually come out of my eyeballs. I kept blinking to me. I shut my eyes a couple of times to make sure they were locked in there. Cause I've also worried about there at our local amusement park, Kings Island, there's a ride called Orion and it's like a giga coaster and the wind hits you so hard on some of the embankments. I do shut my eyes. And like my daughter's like, why are you shutting your eyes? You're afraid? I'm like, no, I want to keep my contacts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how I am on the wildfire in Branson. I rode it one time and I thought my contacts were going to fly out. Yeah. I kept shutting my eyes just to make sure. Okay. So say it isn't so number two this week 
a video caused mixed reactions among viewers. I'm curious to see what you guys sort of thought about this. Some people were very shocked to see such a scene occur at Disney parks. Um, and then other people thought it was hilarious. It just appeared, and it's not actually what happened, but it would appear that Elsa flipped guests off during the daytime spectacular. The character would have, of course, never done such a thing um, as it would clearly go against the park rules and regulations for guests and cast members. Instead, it's just the angle of the video and it's a very low quality video and it just makes it look like the character made a rude hand gesture during the parade. Since the video was shared by Disney Stuff, um, and if you want to find it, it's at underscore Disney dot underscore stuff underscore. And in it, you can see Anna and Elsa from the award-winning Disney film Frozen riding a parade float as they wave to guests gathered around the parade route to see their fair favorite characters. At the end of the video, Elsa seemingly put her left hand up, flipping guests off as the float drives by. There's no way she would have done that. No. She would have got fired. We'll read too much into too many things. Mm-hmm. They have too much time on their hands, like for reals. Well, let's talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever debuting last Friday evening at theaters around the world. In conjunction with the film's release, Disney has announced that they will be awarding $1 million in grants to help support youth in STEM and the arts. These funds go towards education for youth from underrepresented communities. The goal of this grant is to encourage and empower kids and young people to pursue careers in the fields of media, technology, and the arts. The organizations receiving these funds include the Hidden Genius Project, Girls Who Code, Donors Choose, and the Ghetto Film School in the U.S., Chicas and Tecnología in Argentina, and Destination Imagination in Asia Pacific. That is so amazing. That is amazing. And what is even more amazing is that you just pronounced that. <laughs> I'm actually really good at pronouncing things in Spanish. <laughs> I don't know why. It just never left me. I took it for like, you know, three, four years, three years in high school and three years in college and I don't know I can't really speak it but I remember how you're supposed to pronounce it well so now you know that um it's like riding a bike I'm surprised because I was saying it pretty fast and actually pronounced it you did good <laughs> yes <laughs> Avengers Campus at Disneyland Resort paid an emotional tribute to late actor Chadwick Boseman who played King T'Challa in Black Panther Disneyland Resort will be home to a massive event for a limited time, November 11th through January 8th, in honor of the premiere of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. As recently announced by Disney Parks officials, Avengers Campus at Disneyland, at Disney's California Adventure, is now home to a celebration of the legacy of Black Panther, during which guests can encounter, learn from, and celebrate the arrival of new visiting warriors taste Wakanda-inspired delicacies, discover props from the film, and more. Guests visiting Disney's California Adventure yesterday, November 11th, had the chance to meet the new warrior who has taken the mantle of the legendary Black Panther as she patrolled Avengers Campus and the surrounding areas. Did you guys see that? I have not seen it yet. I probably won't get to go see it until like Black Friday, and I'm really bummed because I've heard it's amazing. I did, and I heard that they did a good job since he's not in there because he did such a phenomenal job. And then to know that he was dying while he did it. When we have watched Black Panther since, it's just chilling 
knowing that he knew. Yeah, what an amazing actor he was. Oh, he, like, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. He was in Avengers too, right? Like the Endgame? He make an appearance in that? There's so many of them now, I cannot keep up. Endgame is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Uh, In an effort to fulfill the fifth key's message of inclusion, Disney has added wheelchairs to a couple of the dolls of its It's a Small World in Disneyland. Um, It's a Small World is an important part of Disney Parks history as one of the few remaining attractions that were created when Walt was alive. Walt felt it was very important to have a ride that showed peace and unity as the world should be. Disneyland unveiled the two brand new dolls in wheelchairs this, um, it was this weekend. At It's a Small World and similar additions anticipated at WDW, uh, of course, for you guys that may not know, that's Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris will happen next year. But I, I was very moved by that. I was too. I thought it was very sweet. Oh, something new to look for when we're on that ride, because I always try to find something I haven't seen before or something hidden or something that's changed. Well, I sat in a different place in the boat this time and I saw a bunch of stuff I never saw before. So I decided I need to try to move around Hmm. because you get a different angle. Because I was like, has that always been here? Probably so. (laughs) There's a lot to look at. There is. There is. So this is going to come to no surprise to any of us, um, but Fantasmic has been packed every single night since it returned. And as a matter of fact, those crowds have been massive. Um, And Disney actually decided to do something about it. Thank you, Disney. They elected to make a change that's going to accommodate even more guests throughout the rest of the year and into the new year. So here's a look at those showtimes and they've changed since the attraction reopened. November 17th through December 3rd, showtimes are going to be at 7.30 and at 9 o'clock. Previously, there was only a showtime at 9 o'clock. And then December 5th through 25th, showtimes are at 7.30 and then at 9. Again, they used to only be at 9. December 26th through January 7th, showtimes are at 8 and then again at 9.30. Previously, they were just at the 8 o'clock time. Um, prior to the pandemic, Fantasmic used to host two shows each evening, so we are glad that Disney is bringing that option back as a mother with small children. Um, I appreciate them bringing back two showtimes and allowing people with small kids a chance to watch those shows first and then get on a less crowded um, transportation system back to the hotel to get those crabby kids in their beds. So thank you for that. Yes, take your small children to Fantasmic, and the next day needs to be your off day from the parks. Mm. And let me just tell you, I tried to be so strong because I wanted to wait and see the new Fantasmic in person, but I couldn't wait, and I watched it last week. Wasn't it great? I did too. I, I mean, I have the show memorized in my head because I used to wa- I worked there, and I saw it every night, and it still brings tears to my eyes. I know, Yay. I love it. My heart, I can't wait to see it. March is a long time away when you want to go see something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I couldn't wait. I My sister shared the video with me and I tried to be so strong and I couldn't. And it's amazing. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I spoiled some last week. I didn't tell a lot, but yeah. Oh, it's it just it. It's old and new and amazing. Yep. It's so good. Good. So good. All right. Earlier, we were talking about uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tickets and how if you hadn't purchased them, 
you need to hear this um, because parties are almost sold out. We were under the impression that they were completely sold out by the time you'll hear our podcast. Um, We apparently got some conflicting information. So bottom line, if you think that you want to go to a Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party and you have the slightest inclination of it, do not hesitate. If you see tickets available, jump on that. It's possible you could get tickets for the 13th and 15th of December. Um, um, one of our happy travel agents here would be happy to get you uh, purchased and linked to your reservation if you already have a reservation at Disney around that time frame. Um, the bottom line is don't hesitate because those tickets sell out fast. If there's a slightest inkling you think you could get some, please don't delay. You want to make sure you jump right on that as soon as you can. They're here. What's here? Maple Mickey beignets with bacon sauce. They have arrived at Disneyland. Disneyland gets all the great treats. Yes, they do. Oh, my goodness. The maple bacon sauce is everything you could dream of. It's got that stick-to-your-teeth kind of richness, but it's not too sweet. The salty bacon flavor, which comes from pieces of real bacon, just balances everything out. These will be available throughout the holiday season. You can get three beignets for $5.49 or six for $8.99. And the maple bacon dipping sauce is $1.19. That's a deal. All the dipping sauce you can get. A bargain. That sounds amazing. So I haven't seen one of these for a while, so I was pretty excited. So because this is one of my favorite movies ever. Well, it just has a fond memory for me. So next month, Disney's Beauty and the Beast will become the next live action meets animation celebration. This special celebration of Disney's 30th anniversary of this animated feature is going to air on ABC on December 15th before becoming available to stream on Disney Plus and it'll be the next day. So December 16th, if you missed it on the December 15th, then you can watch it on December 16th. If you loved it on December 15th, then you can watch it again. On You get the deal. Anyway, leading the special will be her as Belle, Josh Groban as the Beast, which I thought, wow, what an interesting choice wonderful voice but i was just surprised and the first look at both has revealed by disney with the characters getting a striking new look for this project the characters they're wearing sleeker sleeker and glossier clothes inspired by blue and gold that we're, we've come to love with Belle and the beast from the classic story joining her and this is capital H period, E period, R period, and Groban will be Rita Marino, which is amazing, from West Side Story. As the voice of the narrator, Shania Twain is playing Mrs. Potts. Martin Short is Lumiere. David Allen Greer as Cogsworth. Couldn't have picked a better choice for that one. And Joshua Henry as Gaston. I don't think we should any of us miss this because even if you miss it on ABC, you're going to see it on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so that's in December. Yes. Exciting. All right, let's do it. Okay, so Disney, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown in case you don't know. They have four theme parks. There's Disney Springs that has all that entertainment, dining, shopping. They also have two water parks. Those water parks are uh, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon, and that helps all of the Florida people beat that heat. Well, for months now, Blizzard Beach has been closed and Disney fans have been wanting to know when it's going to reopen. Well, last week, Disney confirmed that Blizzard Beach is finally ready to reopen. And on Sunday, November 13th, it happened. 
end. Woohoo! Um, but it's not returning as we know it. Some brand new characters can be found inside the park, as Disney revealed that Blizzard Beach will now feature theming from Disney's Frozen franchise, which is kind of exciting. The new Frozen features will be part of the kid-sized thrills of Pike's Peak. Uh, sorry, not Pike's Peak, Tyke's Peak. That would make, <laughs> that's the kid pun on it. <laughs> Tyke's Peak. Um, and it's uh, it's popular among young guests who will delight in the statuettes of Olaf and his snowy pals in the warm waiting pool, as well as Anna and Elsa's igloo castle. With the reopening of Blizzard Beach, Disney has now closed Typhoon Lagoon for refurbishments. No date was released for when it would reopen. So one opens, one closes. I was going to say, are we ever going to have them both open again is what I wonder. Mm -hmm. To be fair, they do that every winter. Only because they all used to work at World of Disney when one closed and the other opened. Gotcha. Yes. I'm well versed in that. (laughs) You know what's up there. Yeah. Because none of the lifeguards knew how to run a register. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we're supposed to save lives, not count money. Right, right. I don't know how to make change. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, I knew how to make change, but I couldn't save a life. There you go. Right. Right. Well, on to some more Christmas season news. The Santa Clauses series coming very soon to Disney Plus and the cast just had their premiere on the red carpet. The Santa Clauses begins on Disney Plus today, November 16th. Tim Allen and Elizabeth Mitchell are back as Santa and Mrs. Claus. Their son, Buddy, who was born in the movie The Santa Claus 3, is grown a lot and Clauses have a daughter too, which is played by Tim Allen's real daughter. Other returning characters from the original movies are Scott Calvin, Santa's son Charlie, played by Eric Lloyd, as well as Bernard, played by David Crumholt. We can't wait to see what happens to the Claus family in this new Christmas series. That is super fun. I'm a bad Christmas movie goer because I never watched the Santa Claus 3. Ooh, you're okay. I mean, that's right. <laughs> if you watched it, Brandy, then you would understand what Kaylee's saying when she calls Bob Chapek um, Martin Short from Santa Claus 3. <laughs> Commercializing things that don't need to be commercialized to make another dollar. You can never have too many popcorn buckets. <laughs> On the heels of the Mr. Toad popcorn bucket release, Disney has released at select locations at Disney World and Disneyland a Christmas-themed popcorn bucket. Ooh. This bucket also serves as a music box with a wind-up knob and holiday music playing as the art around the bucket rotates. The rotating art features the classic Disney characters like Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald and Daisy Duck, Pluto, Chip and Dale, and others. It is Christmas red and has holly berries decorating the art that rotates as the music plays. You will have to inquire in the parks if you are wanting to purchase this bucket because Disney hadn't released where you could find these buckets exactly in the park. Oh, I want to see this bucket. So there's not a massive line for three hours, people waiting to get it. Didn't they learn? Because they had a virtual queue for the Mr. Toad's popcorn bucket. So hopefully they would have a virtual queue for this one. You'd think. They would tell the people when to come and pick it up. They would pay, like mobile order. You would pay, mm-hmm. and then you would come and pick it up. Like what happened with Figment, when people are in line for like yes. seven hours for the Figment bucket? 
well they never foresaw they never foresaw that apparently but now they're gonna now they've got it all the kinks are worked out so they're gonna be popping out those buckets i wonder which one will next be next that's my thing next will be what's the big franchise they're gonna have a casita's popcorn bucket that's just me making funny it could really happen i don't know but i could see it happening (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media accounts, The Mousecapades Podcast, or our Instagram, Your Story Travel underscore Vicki Black. And if you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Brandy, Chrissy, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Or you can go on to Your Story Travels website. Simply go to that website, click on the drop-down menu, and select one of our names. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. It's a surprise for all of us. It is. <laughs> Including Vicki. <laughs> yep. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Farewell, foolish mortals. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Have a magical day, my friends. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Yeah.